Welcome to the Habits of Leadership podcast, brought to you by Cut Through Coaching, helping leaders and their teams to thrive, professionally and personally. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Habits of Leadership podcast. My name is Dan Hasler from Cut Through Coaching and joining me for this very festive episode is my colleague, Mr. Tim Perkins. Perko, how are you? Daniel, it's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. Long time. How long? Well, I ran into one of our listeners during the week. In fact, I had lunch with him. Did you? Professor Sean Carney, newly appointed professor. Congratulations. University of Notre Dame, Australia. Well done, Sean. Was that his prize, having lunch with you? It was. Yep. That's what they awarded him. Yep. They, he got a funny new hat. No, actually, I don't think you get a new hat, do you? I just, don't know. No, just got a little promotion. Good yep. on you, Sean. Well done. Sean's been one of our... Um, most ardent listeners. And he keeps us honest, doesn't he? He does. He keeps <laughs> us honest. We think about you, Sean, as we speak into these microphones. Because he said to you... He said, it's been too long, Perko. Ten, yep, weeks. ten weeks. September, he tells me. It Late does. September. Yeah, that was our last episode, Q&A. So, and I guess one of the reasons that it's um, well, you know, been so long is we've been so busy. Mm. Leaving aside the three World Cups that you know we've been engrossed in... Mm. Um, Work. Work has taken us far and wide and because, you know, as I've, I've said a few times to you, don't know if I've said it publicly, <laughs> but you know, this is a passion project. We sort of fit this in mm. when we can. And so I guess uh, when, whenever we go off air, don't worry about us. We're just out there doing our thing. Yeah. Um, but um, Those letters of concern, we're yeah, okay. Oh, I mean, okay. yeah, flooding in. <laughs> a Santa sack full of letters of concern. Are you guys all right? Yeah. But no, it has been it has been uh, busy here. We've got some really interesting, exciting things happening. Mm. Um, Give us a little sneak preview, Hasler. What's twenty twenty three looking like? Well, it's uh, it's looking like there'll be a lot more of us um, mm. in uh, in our team. You know, we um, we're a relatively small team, as as a lot of listeners would would know. But um, we're essentially doubling that. And uh, bringing different people in who bring a lot of different skills and uh, attributes mm. to, to to the work we do, which will allow us to um, expand and, and work more in in those different areas of, of particularly in in education. We're, we're bringing a lot of people in who can do some more work there, and in know, the coaching world as well. Co- yeah, absolutely. And then uh, you know, coaching, doing some one to one and some group coaching work, and that then allows us to sort of you know explore other areas as well and increasingly into the into the corporate world and the and the sporting world Ooh. which is obviously a massive uh, passion area of mine in particular and you know it's um, yeah really really exciting so we'll, we'll probably share more about that next year Ooh. but but um, suffice to say that it's uh, exciting times here for us and uh, yeah Ooh. just really looking forward to introducing the new team members to to our community and, and uh, seeing how, how they pick the ball up and run with it. Mm, we might get a few of them on the mics next year with us. It might not be a bad idea, Perko. It be good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is good for you, Dan, to expand like this. Ten mm. years now you've been ten in the years. game? Yeah, it has. Ten years. Yeah, ten years ago I left teaching um, and, and set this up. And, yeah, it's mm. really... I mean, obviously, there's been some interesting times in that t- uh, in, in those ten years, not least the last two two or three years. But... Um, yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. So mm. sort of clocking off 2022, really content and, uh, yeah, somewhat, ex- well, not somewhat, very excited mm. um, for, for, for what lies ahead. So And able to go back and see the family. Absolutely. Able to go back to the UK. Mm. Um, three years pretty much since um, since I've seen my parents and that and 
So three years since they've seen their grandkids. So I, I imagine, I don't know, but I imagine there could be an emotion or two mm. at the uh, at mm. the airport in particular. Um, but yeah, it's um, really, yeah, really excited. Kids are really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, my wife's looking forward to it. Parents are looking forward to it. So I just wonder how many days it'll be before they go, can you go back now? <laughs> <laughs> Your son's eating yeah. everything in the fridge. <laughs> you know, it's too noisy. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think. I mean, I know mm. we're going to talk about books shortly. Mm. And I know there's a particular book that you're going to talk about that you've been getting into mm. recently, which ties into this theme of you being with your family again, being mm. able to go back. And, you know, for a lot of people who are listening, they've been separated from family either mm. locally or internationally like you've been mm. separated from family and we had a good um meeting with a fellow named david lakisa mm. a while ago yep. up in brisbane and yep. um and david was talking about the real importance of family um in in relation to particular pacific islanders playing mm. in elite sports in australia mm. And he's someone we're hoping to get onto the podcast yep. next year. So he's agreed in principle, and um, we're just trying to tee up a time where we can actually do it in person. Mm. Um, but yeah, certainly this um, the concept of belonging, and particularly David's work, um, and I guess for context for those people who um, might not be across you know, rugby league or rugby union, you know, they, they, the Pacific Islander athletes account for around about fifty percent of the playing population in in those competitions, and and there's not been too much to date there's not been too much work done around how do you um welcome you know pacific islander athletes into your community mm. uh, how do you welcome them in being mindful of their community yeah. um and this idea of connection and yeah it's it's, it's something it's a, it's a common thread that i've been exploring I've, i actually was reflecting um just last night actually when i was thinking about what uh, what we talk about today I can recall one of my very first talks that I ever gave. So going back 10 years, you know, jumping out. And I'd been invited to present on something around, you know, engaging kids. It was so I was wheeled out in front of some uh, teachers and said, hey, can you talk about engaging kids? You know, and, and at the time, I can remember it was a very prominent technology conference. And everyone up until that point had been talking about how the latest apps or this that you know this bit of technology this computer this ipad oh kids love this this is so engaging and i my point was well it, it's only as gauging as the environment in which we're learning in so if i if i come into a class and i don't feel like i belong and this mm. was that so i just dropped it was like an off the cuff comment really like if i don't feel like i belong if i'm looking over my shoulder because either you know the kids have got it in for me or the te i feel like the teacher's got it in for me or whatever it doesn't matter what app <laughs> you're giving me it doesn't matter what technology's in my hand um i'm not going to engage and 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 what i've been exploring and i think quite informally probably for the most part of the past decade but really quite specifically in the last year with some of the work i've been doing is the importance of belonging not just as something that feels good or it's like you know it's a right to to belong because well, they're, they're kind of like a given what i'm interested in is what's the performance benefits mm. around belonging because you know a lot of the time leaders coaches teachers might just think well you know that's not necessarily their role and it's kind of up to them to show up and fit in or whatever it might be and i think it's really quite interesting to explore 
um, the the mindset shift required to say, well, this isn't a nice to have. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's actually imperative, and 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 as a as a differentiator between the highest performing people as a, and and the lesser performing. To what extent do they have a sense of belonging in there? And so then, yeah, the the, the book that you mentioned, which um you know we might talk about very briefly sh- um in a in a bit, is is a book called Belonging mm-hmm. by a performance coach called Owen Eastwood, and um, again it just it positions belonging as a as a as a performance enhancer, you know, not just a we should belong, mm-hmm. which is which I think is an interesting one because it's like it, you know because all of a sudden now if if I know that I'm tasked with improving performance, whether that's as a coach, leader, teacher, then it changes the way I think about it. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we we're making a very distinct shift towards a greater. Um, not just understanding but appreciation of the value, as you're suggesting there, of what have previously been sort of dismissed as soft skills. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's madness to dismiss Mm. them. And I think, you know, if we come back to David Lakisa, he Mm. talked about when we met up with him, he was talking about the fact that if you give a contract to a footy player, for example, or anybody really, in his culture it's not – a contract just for the player it's for their entire family mm. and that sense of belonging and and how we how we leverage that leverage possibly the wrong word how we maximize the value of that within um, an organization so that people were actually as you say performance has actually increased because people feel completely safe to va- safe valued seen understood within their environment mm. um, which then allows them you know the cortisol drops. You know they're not that that stress mode of looking around. You know you're sort of suggesting they're looking over your shoulder to see if you, are you safe in this environment. Of course, exactly the same thing applies to a school kid. You know I, I don't know if we talked about it before, but you know as as you know Dan, I did a yoga retreat in the middle of the year. I actually thought it was a meditation retreat. I got went to the wrong one. Ended up at a yoga retreat accidentally, <laughs> and um, just as well you packed your lycra. Just as well I packed yeah. my my lycra. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Um, but that sense of feeling that I didn't really belong in that environment because I was a novice and I'm wondering whether that a lack of a sense of belonging actually stops us from trying new things. Yep. And and that's a, that's a real inhibitor of, of a really productive, happy, fulfilled life if we say, well, we're not going to try new things because I might not fit in. Mm. It's not my tribe. And so therefore it is incumbent, as you said a minute ago, on the teachers, the coaches, whoever, to really recognise that and to realise that a big part of our responsibility in leading situations is to create environments where people genuinely have a sense of belonging because we've prioritised it uh, in order to be a launchpad for learning and growth and development. Mm. And I think the idea of trying new things, whether that's completely new things so like you know you've never tried anything like this before Mm. or versus um trying something new in an environment that Mm. you you spend a lot of time in so asking a question you don't know the answer to or putting yourself forward to to try and and what i'm actually doing some study at the moment through barcelona football club they um they actually have a like a they call it a university that they've got set up there but it's all around mental skills and um for for elite athletes and they talk about the ability to allocate your resources so at and and one of the barriers that gets in the way of you being able to allocate your mental resources is 
the fight, flight or freeze response, which is a response to threat. And if you don't feel like you belong, you, you, the reason you don't feel like you belong is that you, you're sensing some kind of threat. And so if I'm, if I'm experiencing threat, then I'm diverting what could be put into my um, performance or could be put into the, you know, the effort or the engagement in something new in, in, in a way to grow and a way to really push myself. I actually don't have those resources available because they're being taken up by the the fight, flight, or freeze um, response. So, the, the, it's a really interesting um, you know space to look at because people will say things like, "Oh, you know, it's resilience, or it's mindset, or or mental toughness, or grit, or whatever it, it might be," and it, and all of those, I guess, concepts absolutely have their place, but understanding the role or the importance of belonging is i think fundamental to getting the best out of anyone mm. um you know so i can think about this as a, a parent around the dining room table the sense of belong now it should be it should be um obvious that mm. the kids have a sense of belonging around the dinner table but but who's to, dominating the voice space? and to what level you know mm. do they is are there certain conversations are there certain things you know not, and the answer to that is of course there are because people are people but it's about recognizing that as a parent or as a leader or as a teacher or as a coach doing your best work i reckon your best work is done in the creation of those environments over and above you know your technical mouse mm. or your ability to have a you know to know what to say a difficult conversation or you 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 know understanding tactics or whatever it might be so um yeah it's it's really a fascinating um, space this idea of belonging and as i said we um you know one, one of the reasons we're talking about books is in the in the lead up to the the festive period you know we uh, we we thought well maybe we could toss a few uh, titles around that people might be interested in reading if they get a bit of downtime whether they're celebrating christmas or whether they're just taking advantage of the fact that you know, work tends to slow down a little bit unless, I guess, unless you're Santa. You're pretty busy this time of year. Um, but, but, you know, it's, um, yeah, you know, so w w what have you been reading, Perko? I'll, I'll come back to that belonging in a minute, but yeah, yeah. What, what have you been into? Well, there's one that I've really enjoyed a bit earlier in the year, actually, a book called Transcend, and uh, it's by a, an American fellow named Scott Barry Kaufman. Um, and he's a psychologist and... He, he, what he's done is really delve deep into the work of Abraham Maslow, which a lot of educators would know about the work of Maslow because Maslow's hierarchy of needs is something that, you know, a lot of our listeners would be familiar with. And, you know, and again, it comes back to exactly what we've just been discussing around belonging. What are the, what are the things that need to be put in place in order for people to live very fulfilled and self-actualising sort of lives where people are really... Um, feeling a great sense of satisfaction with what they're doing um, and they're growing. Um, and so he talks a lot about safety, about connection, um, about having a healthy level of self-esteem um, and also talks about the, the correlation between a low self-esteem and depression. And so having a very realistically built self-esteem um, and, you know, so, he, yeah, love, connection, creativity and purpose are really the key elements of what he's talking about in that book. So anyone mm. who's interested in the work of Maslow, um, you know, particularly our teachers in our audience who would have studied Maslow at university, um, Transcend is, uh, 
is a really interesting book. It's a bit of a dense read, not not too challenging, but um, we'll put some notes about that into uh, the show notes mm. um, so that people can have a look at that. And what's the uh, what's the other one that you've been uh, getting into? Yeah, um, another one is related to our coaching work, and so this one's called The Art of Somatic Coaching by Richard Strozzi Heckler, another American, another clinical psychologist, who also has a <coughs> – he's a seventh uh, – degree black belt in Aikido so he's got the real um, psychology side and then also the very strong physical uh, discipline side as well and um, and he essentially uh, talks about when <coughs> we're trying to explore how we're getting on in the world so much of it is about our heads and he's really trying to bring us back into our bodies and draw that connection between mind and body um, and the emotional and physical cost of being distanced from our bodies. Mm. Um, and so uh, he works on a very interesting coaching model that has the coach and the coachee doing embodied practices together in order to really feel what's happening in your body when you're feeling certain emotions mm. and then being able to use our bodies in particular ways to free up um, some emotional blockages. So it sounds a little bit woo-woo, but, um, you know, we've, we've tried... Um, doing some of this work with some of the people that we coach and mm. have had really positive uh, responses from them in relation to it. Dan and I, you you and I did one together in a, in a workshop uh, earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really trying to build my understanding of the connection between mind and body when you're helping to try and unlock people through a coaching sort of approach. Yeah, I think, you know, recognize it, on the one hand you might go, yeah, it sounds a bit woo-woo. On the other hand you might think, well... Yeah, I think the um, the origins of the word emotions is, is along the idea, idea of, you know, we feel these things to cause movement. They cause mm. us to do something. And if we don't, if we don't do something, mm. you know, then the, the how does that play out? So, you know, I think it's an interesting one to kind of explore with people because people, you know, we, we've seen it, right? People carry so much tension mm. that they're completely unaware of until we do. Mm. A spot of mindfulness with them and it's yeah. like wow you know and they you literally you literally see people change in front of you mm. the way they're holding their posture the, the 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 look on their face the tension in their hands you know and and obviously you know i'm not a doctor so, but but if nothing else that's interesting it's interesting that we carry ourselves in such a way and we you know we'd use this phrase ad nauseum but if we're not mindful of, of that stuff and we can't be deliberate about doing anything with it. And and the, the strikes me that there's probably some value in checking in with ourselves every now and then and going, mm. okay, we spend a lot of time thinking. <laughs> yeah. But how much time do we spend feeling? Yeah. I think that's I think that's interesting. Yeah, really interesting. And when you use that word mindful there, just looking at you across the desk, being bodyful as well, you mm. know, really being aware of what is happening to our bodies in these situations and a lot of us carry stress in our backs and so a lot of a lot of people in stressful situations end up getting very sore backs and and problematically more than sore mm. damaged backs um but it's it's more a psychological thing i mean i heard about a counselor recently who's down on the south coast of new south wales who actually does uh walking counseling yeah. sessions and so he walks along the beach with his clients and so they're moving through their stuff literally physically uh, and as you know, I did a workshop a few weeks ago with a, a group of early career teachers where we actually had a, a, an energy worker and, and yoga teacher as part of that workshop and really helping people explore things and then 
working our bodies as well and seeing the correlation uh, between the two of actually really releasing that stress. And as you're touching on there, Dan, you know, talking to people about how they feel before they do this stuff and then afterwards and there's there's quite a shift. So, mm. yeah, exciting, exciting book to read and we'll mm. put some notes about that in the show notes cool. as well. Well, the book I was referencing before, the one by Owen Eastwood, Belonging, you know, that, that really is... Um, it, it, Owen, Owen's a, a performance coach um, and he's worked with lots of different um, teams. He references it in the book his work with um, Scottish Rugby Union, South African cricket team, um, amongst many others. He currently has just, um, he's been working for the past f- uh, few years with the England football team, um, Gareth Southgate and England football team, and all around this idea of belonging, but against the backdrop of, um, so o- Owen's a, a Kiwi, um, he lives in the UK now, but Kiwi by birth. And he talks about this New Zealand or this Maori um, c- concept called whakapapa, mm. which um, talks about this idea that we're inextricably linked from to everyone who's ever been, <laughs> and we're inextricably linked to everyone who will ever be. And right now is just our time in the sun. Mm. And it's... Um, it's it's beautifully written. It's a gr- it's a really interesting um, read, and there's a few um, really excellent illustrations of how again high performance teams who you know may in the past have been very hard nosed, you know quite brutal might be too strong a word, but very very um, aggressive in the pursuit of their excellence. It's it, it talks about how um, taking a more used the phrase before soft skills approach but there's nothing soft about these mm. skills you know um but you know we need to reclaim that phrase yeah. in a positive light yeah absolutely you know and be able to recognize that this is actually where this is where the magic happens this mm. is where because by and large by and large if you go into any competition by and large the the talent is equally spread you know everyone's and, and i'd say that in any domain Right, you go into the legal community, you go into the education community, you go into the sporting community, you go into the healthcare community. By and large, talent, ability, is fairly evenly spread. But what separates those high-performing teams from lesser-performing teams? We've spoken on here um, many times around the concept of psychological safety. You know, and, and psychological safety goes hand in glove with the concept of belonging, and and goes hand in glove with the Again, what we're going to reclaim as soft skills, mm. um, and 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 the most enlightened leaders now, coaches, teachers, whoever, recognise that that's where the work is, because you can teach tech, you can teach mm. tactics, yeah. techniques, you can do that in a multitude of ways, but to build a sense of belonging and tribiness or whatever yeah. phrase you want to put around that. Um, that's what takes the time. And and rather than viewing it as a time waster to check, hey, how are you going? Yeah, yeah. How, how are the kids? What do you do on the weekend? Uh, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think, you know, rather than seeing that as a time waster, no, no, that's <laughs> that's the investment. That's the, that'll come back to you. As long as you're doing it authentically, mm. obviously. Um, yeah, so that book um, is really interesting. And, and another book I wanted to share, Impact Players by Liz Wiseman. That just takes a an interesting look at and I think it's particularly pertinent to look at it now given that you know a lot of people um are and when I say a lot of people I'm just 
going off what I'm reading in the media. You know, a lot of people are post or, or towards the end of whatever you know, frame of COVID we're looking through, um, are reevaluating where they want to work, you know, where they get purpose from, where they want to seek to have impact. So that book, if nothing else, I think um, I use the phrase a lot, temporal milestone, moments in time. You know, the, the end of a year is an interesting moment in time to say, okay, well, what, what's next for us? And, and, and that book um, might give you some um, interesting stimulus um, to, to consider what 2023 and beyond might look like. And a good uh, idea to go back and have a listen to that one with uh, Liz. Yeah, so that episode with Liz is actually episode 74. Um, and again, we'll just put the link in the show notes so you don't have to fossick through your uh, your, your uh, podcast player. But um, episode 74, um, have a chat with Liz there about um, yeah, impact players. And we're going to try and get Owen Eastwood onto the podcast we are early trying, next year. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're sort of calling him out a bit he's, he's agreed in principle so um Give it's just now and if you're <laughs> listening <laughs> i'm sure just, you are yeah it's just now about uh, getting the dates the dates lined up i'll tell you who i do have lined up um is um the performance coach from the seattle seahawks who is um what do they play what sport he's nfl 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 and and he um along with the coach there who's called pete carroll who's regarded as like one of the all-time great coaches they've um they've created an environment there in arguably one of the most violent sports you can find mm. um an environment get this you're not allowed to swear <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have to ask him how that how they've done that but but they've, they've they've just created this environment which is all around belonging and it's all around um mindful and deliberate um behaviors and and the, the mental skill side of things so um yeah hopefully uh, that's lined up for january so that w- could well be one of our first um episodes of 2023 mm. that's called he's called michael gervais he's got his own um podcast series called finding mastery which is an excellent series um there's hundreds of episodes there he's far more diligent in recording episodes than we are <laughs> Well, it's because he's got so much more time than us because he only coaches an NFL team. There you, you know? go, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What's he doing with the other three days a week, four days a week? So, um, yeah, that, that, I mean, what are, you, what are you up to for Christmas? You know, everyone knows what I'm doing, so. You're heading to the UK. I'm heading to the south coast of New South Wales, have a bit okay. of time in the yeah. sun. Nice, Recuperate, nice. start yeah. again, start yeah. afresh for next year. Beautiful. Because uh, as you said, you know, there's a lot on next year. There is um, indeed. Lots of interesting engagements with uh, different organisations. Yep. Sport, corporate, and for me, you know, a lot of education stuff, and I'm really looking forward to that. And one of the things I've really been I've been writing about this year and, and um, doing a lot of work with organisations around is, particularly with schools, is trying to bring the joy back. You know, a lot of people feel that, you know, the sense of purpose and, and what they signed up for originally has been taken away. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the pandemic and natural disasters and all sorts have had huge impacts on that both locally and internationally and um, so yeah really trying to frame things in a very positive way mm. and really bring the joy back into so what it is that we're doing and and uh, so you know talk to me about that because it you're not talking like you know, being really positive it's not about just being super pollyanna and going turn that frown upside down so mm. just just give us a little taste because i think this is something that most people would be interested in because it has been let's not it's been tough yeah how how what just even if you wanted to take us inside one of those little sessions like what 
what what's some how have you helped people rediscover or define even in some mm. cases joy yeah because i think and that we do some work around actually defining joy and what it means to people because overwhelm can deny us the opportunity to recognize positives mm. when we're in that state of overwhelm that a lot of people have felt in in the last few years what we're naturally predisposed to is leaning into the negative mm. um, and the, the risks and the threats and the problems. Um, and it can orient us away from recognising the good stuff that's happening. So, you know, some of the work that, that you and I do is in the realm of positive psychology, which is really about helping reorient people in towards the things such as gratitude, for example, um, and being deliberate and mindful about finding those things that are really working well for us. But I suppose if I was to define, you know, the, the structure of this, it's really helping people remember what their purpose is. Mm. When we come back to purpose um, and when we allow ourselves to move in the direction of purpose again, because, you know, I, I see a really physical thing here, you know, I'm <laughs> sort of swiveling across the desk as I'm sitting here. You know, purpose is... Um, we can be knocked off course mm. with purpose. And, you know, one of the things that you and I have been doing a bit with organisations recently is this concept of a compass and recognising that if we know, if we're tied to our values and we're tried, tied to our purpose and we remind ourselves of where they are really uh, key for us, then we can, re can recognise that although we've been knocked off, we're just heading in another direction of purpose as well so that if we're really clear on those things... Um, we can get that sense of fulfilment that purpose moving in the direction of your purpose allows and that in itself becomes a joyful experience because you realize that there's a sense of fulfillment joy joy is a problematic word in the sense that it can be considered just to be happiness as you say turn that frown upside down and it's not really about that it's about recognizing the good um, and valuing the good and it's a really helpful way to build resilience as well um, because, you know, as we've discussed in previous episodes, when when we get knocked off course, significantly knocked off course, so, for example, you not being able to go to see, you know, your mum and dad for the last three years, not being able to connect with family in the UK for the past three years, we can fall into the doldrums of feeling that that's permanent, mm. um, that it's all pervasive, mm. um, and that in some ways that it's personal to you. It's personalised as in either it's your fault, mm. which obviously you know, is not an area you'd be looking in in this case, or it's only happening to you. Mm. It's happening to you or it's because of you. Mm. And those three Ps get in the way of us being resilient, believing that something personal, mm. that it's permanent uh, and that it's all pervasive. Mm. Um, and so bringing back the joy helps us challenge each of those things and say, well, what are the elements where, you know, what is it that you're looking forward to? Obviously you've booked this trip and booking a trip – um, is a big way of bringing back the joy because you're thinking of the future and you're thinking that things can be really good in the future and that planning takes us into a nice mental space and um, planning something well in advance like that, you know, as you know, I've, I've got a trip lined up for next year with my dad who's never travelled overseas before. His parents were Irish uh, immigrants to Australia nearly 100 years ago and, uh, and we're going off to Ireland together. Um, and it's something the lead up to that is such a positive, joyful experience mm. for us as we consider all the pluses that come with that. So forward planning, again, takes you out of the doldrums of overwhelm mm. uh, and feeling like, you know, it's never going to get better than this. Yeah. And, and, you know, that maxim that we use from PodSite, you, you get more of what you focus on. 
And um, you know, if we're looking for the good, you'll find more good. Mm. If you're looking for the shit, you'll find plenty of it. You mm. know, and um, I think again, it's that's not to say it's easy to do, but the point is, it holds. You know, yeah. if if you go looking for for it, you'll find it. Um, but and that's the point. I think sometimes we forget to look. Mm. Uh, we just become mindlessly transfixed on the crappy stuff yeah. without deliberately going to look for the good. So. Hopefully, um, you know, this this time of the year, you know, gives people an opportunity to um, reflect on the year that's been good, bad, ugly, indifferent, but then make a choice. Okay, well, what's one step in the right direction for, mm. for 2023? And it could be the smallest of steps, so, yeah. you know, but, but being deliberate about those steps, whether it's a behavior thing, whether it's a, a work-related thing, a family-related thing, I think, you know, now there's no better time than than the end of a year to say, you know what, let's let's chart a different course for the next year. Mm, nice positive note to finish on, Mister Haslam. That's how I roll, Perco. That is how I roll. So anyway, um, I'm about to jump on a plane. So um, I reckon all that's left for us to do is thank everyone who's engaged with us um, over the year, whether that's in our face-to-face work or through the podcast here. Um, we really do appreciate it. We appreciate every. Um, you know, comment we get, every like, every share, every complaint we get from Sean yeah. about what you know. Where's the next? They're the episode? right sort of complaints. They're the right really, sort of complaints. Yeah, yeah we, give us more. Yeah, we appreciate all of that, and um, yeah, we're just really um, looking forward to continuing doing what we do next year. Mm. And have a great uh, break, everybody, if you're allowing yourself a break. And um, yeah, I, I really echo what Dan said at the end there about taking this as as a moment in time to to recalibrate in a positive way and not overwhelm yourself by making that you know a monster thing that you've got to change mm. you know something very small something very manageable and achievable and and replicable that's it so as we always say if you enjoyed the, the podcast there's a fair chance someone you know would enjoy the podcast so please feel free to share this as far and as wide as you can and if you're interested in anything we do then you can head over to habitsofleadership.com and you can click on the podcast page there you can leave a comment you can ask a question for an upcoming q a and you can learn about our habits of leadership academy of which there are three spots left for 2023 so if you are um, keen in joining um, our academy then head over there hit the apply button and all the information is there for you but until 2023 take care take it easy